Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day two of our North American LCS preview podcast. We are breaking down every team one day at a time. And today's team is one that we are very energized to break down. And of course, when I say we, I am referring to fellow Slingshot contributor and my good friend, Walter Cietis Fetchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, and I'm glad that I leave all the pun-making to you, which is a complete farce because most of the time it's me making the puns, but whatever. It's just my inner freak coming out. <laughs> well, you know, you got to unleash your inner freak every now and then. I think that's very important in whatever uh, whatever place in life you might be. And NRG, it seems like they have just unleashed whatever freak they had in their mind, because this team went crazy this offseason. They took Quas to replace Impact in the top lane. Quas, of course, coming back after taking a split off to figure out some personal issues. Santorin comes in to replace Moon after spending some time in both the North American and European Challenger Series in the jungle. OQ comes in from his time at Renegade slash TDK, to replace all tech is the 80 carry and Kiwi kid, your boy Kiwi kid, Walter comes in to replace Conquan at the support position as the one Dignitas member that is going to be back in the North American LCS. So Walter, when you see this many changes going on for a team and to be fair, this was a sixth place finish last split that surely some of the guys in that management must've been disappointed by. But what do you think when you see this many changes happening in one offseason? I'm very excited to see Kiwi Kid at least give it one more split. When Dignitas was relegated, I was very afraid he was going to retire. And he's like one of my favorite players to watch because he is so hit or miss. And he's just willing to make a play at any moment of the game. So I'm really happy he's going to get a shot. And this seems very much like a team of we have two very strong carries. We're really putting our eggs in two baskets here in GBM and OQ. And then we're going to fill in with some upside veterans that, you know, that could help us out. Quas and Centaurin and Kiwi Kid, they're like your Ray Allens, your James Jones, your Matthew Delavadovas, as I continue just speaking Cleveland Cavaliers players, <laughs> you know, to fit around your Kyrie Irving and your LeBron James that are GBM and OQ. So I like the concept that they're going with. The rookies did not work out. Conquan and Moon just didn't work out. So they decided to go all in on the the veteran presence around these two carries. And I got to say, I think it's I think it's smart because all three of these players have shown that they can be really good players. 
Well, to be fair, I think we have a lot of evidence that says that very little of what NRG did last split worked out. Impact was obviously supposed to be the foundational member of this team with all of the experience he brings. And after having had a great split over on uh, Impulse the season before, that clearly did not work out. Uh, Moon was supposed to be the up-and-coming jungler. That didn't happen. Alltech was supposed to be a veteran AD carry they could trust. Obviously, fans of the podcast know that I was very high on Alltech for a long period of time, and he just proved over the course of that split that he does not have the mental resolve that you need to succeed on that big LCS stage. When you have that many big-name failures on your roster— You've got to make an overhaul. I think this was absolutely a necessary series of moves for this team because this old roster wasn't getting anywhere. But on the other hand, it is tough when you are overhauling four different positions. You have all of these moving pieces now, including a couple of them that, as we're going to get to later in this podcast, are at the very least questionable whether they're going to return to the level that these this NRG team is going to need them to be, it's going to be very interesting. It, we very rarely see this much turnover in one place at the same time, uh, unless it's starting before the spring split. So this is going to be a very interesting team to watch. And Walter, when you look at what you're most excited to watch about with this team, what is the thing that most easily grabs your attention? Well, a lot of people are going to downplay the inclusion of Kiwi Kid, but I'm going to say I'm most excited to see Energy have someone who's willing to make a play. Last split, Moon and Conquan never really seemed comfortable trying to make plays, and I don't know who was their shot caller, but they tended to play a lot of games very scared. They tend to play very reactionary, and what you're going to get from Kiwi Kid is someone who is willing to say, Okay, guys, go. Make a play. We're just going to do this. doesn't matter if it succeeds or if it fails. We're going to do this. And when you add that sort of assured confidence of, I don't care what happens, I'm going to make the play or I'm going to make something happen, and you add the excellent team fight positioning of OQ and GBM, and you add the peel that both Quas and Santorin have shown throughout their career they're capable of, this just looks like, on paper, as a team fighting team, they're going to be explosive and they're going to be really fun to watch. I will say, I think that you're absolutely right to uh, give Kiwi Kid more credit than he's necessarily gotten. Uh, Wildhawk sent out an amazing tweet that I'm going to read right now. The International Court of Justice should really check if putting OQ in a lane with Kiwi Kid constitutes a crime against humanity. I thought that was really funny on the one hand, but on the other hand, it ignores the fact that if you look just statistically, Kiwi Kid did pretty well last split. He had 124 assists, which is not too shabby. He was above average in words placed per minute. He did things to help his team succeed. The rest of his team certainly wasn't doing much to help his team succeed. And certainly I think the thing about Kiwi Kid is that when he fails, it looks so bad because the, the failures are so prominent because he's tried to make a play where there just wasn't a play to be had. But I think that we shouldn't allow ourselves to get caught up in those moments without at least understanding that he has the ability to be on the other side of that, making the kinds of plays that could set up that explosive play style that you're looking at. So, Walter, when you think about the best case scenario, walk me through it. What, it, what should NRG fans 
be excited about as the best case scenario for this split? The best case scenario is they have two extremely strong carry position players. GBM, while is not a lane dominant mid laner, has shown multiple times that once you get into the skirmishes and once you get into the team fights, he has a ton of prowess. He does very well in manipulating the team fights, whether it's with control mages, whether it's through his own positioning, whether it's stealing barons, whatever. And OQ, who is a team fight monster, who at many times TDK just said, let's put him on vein and let's play for, you know, for protect one strategy. When you take those two very strong carries in their own right and you put them around quality role players in Quas, in Santorin, in Kiwi Kit, I think that this makes for a really strong team. And while all three of those players have had their downsides and everyone's making all these jokes about Kiwi Kit and OQ being such a terrible lane, you really don't know until you see how they interact. Kiwi Kid, I think, is still one of the most underrated supports in North America, and he gets all this hate thrown on him because you only see the bad plays, but there are moments of brilliance on his part, and if he can string them together, this is arguably the strongest cast of characters that Kiwi Kid has ever played with. If he can up his shot calling percentage and have more hits than misses on these engages, this is a really strong team. That is true. There is certainly the potential. If he's the weak link, which a lot of people are making him out to be, if you look at what Twitter has been saying, what Reddit has been saying, some of these, you know, the early uh, analysis that has come out on this team, then there is a lot of reason to hope that Kiwi Kid is going to come through and that that weak link isn't going to exist. Now, when I look at the worst case scenario, my concern isn't on Kiwi Kid, it's on everyone else. Uh, you look at GBM, he was seventh among North American mid laners in terms of CS uh, differential at 10 minutes and gold differential at 10 minutes. He was behind everyone but Pyrian in terms of CS per minute. His damage per minute was much higher, but in terms of what he was able to do as far as gold, getting resources for his team, and making sure that he had that early game presence, he wasn't that guy. Quas hasn't played in over a split now, and we really have no idea what happened with him or why he decided to just straight up leave the scene when he was looking like he was making big steps of growth as an individual player. So that's a little bit of a concern to me. OQ had some really great games in the Challenger series, but his time, he had that one game in the North American LCS, and while that isn't enough to you know, really make a strong statement on whether he's going to be able to hard carry games on his own. It wasn't the kind of dominant performance that we can necessarily just write down in, in pen. This guy is going to be the playmaker that turns this team around. So, you know, and then of course we have Santorin, who we've seen in the LCS before. He certainly looked incredible during his time at Huma. But there's a huge difference between the Challenger Series and the Pro Series, and during his time at TSM, he never looked like the guy that people were trying to make him out to be. So I'm not worried about Kiwi Kid. I'm worried about everything else. Is GBM going to be able to make the most out of the meta changes that have occurred in the mid lane? Is OQ going to be able to be the hard carry? Can Santorin perform on that pro level? Is Quas going to need time to get back to the speed he was at before he left? These are the questions that hang over this team in my head, and those are questions that I think are much harder to solve. 
But Walter, when you look at all of these questions and considerations we have to take into account, where do you think this team ends up? I think this team sits in probably like the second or third tier, depending on how you you divvy up the very top teams. They're maybe a playoff team, and they're going to have to contend with a couple of other teams to get that playoff spot. But for me, it's somewhere in this like six to eight spot, right in the middle here of if everything goes right, maybe they make the playoffs. If everything goes wrong, maybe they're in relegation. If, you know, they kind of stay even keel and there's some good games and some bad games, then, you know, they miss out on both. Um, It's sort of hard to give them a real firm spot and say they're definitely this, they're definitely a playoff team, they're definitely relegation before you see how all of them, all the players interact and whether any type of communication issues are going to exist. That being said, though, putting them right in that they could be relegated, they could be playoffs, they could be neither type position seems like the best shot. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. And that gets to the the one final thing that we need to keep in mind with this NRG team. They have a crazy level of infrastructure around this team. They've got three different analysts, as well as Hermit as the head coach, who I still think quite highly of uh, in terms of what he was able to do back during his origin days. Uh, history teacher, obviously, with a ton of experience within the scene, as well as their team manager. There's a lot of resources that are available to this team. They're going to do everything they can to get the most out of the guys on this roster. But so much of it is going to come down to whether they gel or not. The individual talent is one thing. It's very easy to look at any one of these signings and pick apart the positives and negatives. But when you're overturning this much of an organization, the two questions that come to my mind are, are they going to be able to work together? And if so, how long does it take to get there? And this is why I currently have NRG penciled in in my seventh spot, because I think that they are eventually going to get there because there are too many things going right for this organization for it not to. But it could take time. It could take a lot of time for Quas to get back up to LCS speed, for Santorin to get to where he needs to be. Uh, if everything comes together right away, this team could surprise a lot of us, I think. They have the potential to be a scary team if all the pieces fall together, but there are so many factors that are being introduced that have to break the right way that I don't feel comfortable putting them in that conversation yet. But maybe you guys do, and if you at home want to let us know uh, where you put energy down, you should follow us on social media. I'm at RedshirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. And you can find the podcast on SoundCloud.com slash Esports Rough Drafts or on iTunes. Uh, if you search Rough Drafts there, if you subscribe to either of those places, you're going to make sure that you get every single one of our episodes moving forward. We've got eight more teams to break down in North America. So come back tomorrow when we talk about a team that might have struggled in the playoffs a little bit. But that does not mean that they will easily be killed or dealt with. So until tomorrow, goodbye, Internet.